morning. James chapter 3. <clears throat> James chapter 3. I was actually listening. Uh, I was at a meeting somewhere and I heard a preacher. He was preaching a message on the tongue. And when he, he was reading this passage of Scripture we're going to look at, and something jumped out at me when he was reading the Scripture that I thought, man, that that's really good. I'm going to take that and I want to preach that at my church. Because let me tell you, this subject of the tongue... Uh, when talking about the tongue, it is very important. I'm just going to say right now, I don't know of any gossiping going on in the church. I don't know of any backstabbing, people running their mouths. I don't know about any of this. But, uh, so I thought, you know, this is the perfect time to preach it. I can preach this and I honestly will not be picking on anybody because I don't know of anything right now. If y'all been, if y'all been running me down, I don't know about it. And I don't want to know about it. You know, please don't let me find out because it'll, it'll hurt my feelings. Uh, or if you've been doing it to somebody else, I don't know about it. And so, don't take this personal today, but I, I want to be kind of mean. Because let me tell you, you, what you can do with your tongue is absolutely wicked. Uh, any of us in here, we can do this. And boy, we need to be reminded of it. And boy, if you're doing it, if you're gossiping, if you're running people down, you deserve a good, mean message. You deserve for me to let you have it. But understand, I don't, I don't know anything, so I'm not. Don't take it too personal. Don't let the devil tell you he's doing this just for you. Okay? The devil won't tell you that. The Holy Spirit might. All right? And if, if he does, you better listen to him. But I'm telling you right now, this is a problem that it goes on in every church. And as, while I don't know of anything right now, and, and honestly, I, I haven't known of anything since we've been here, eventually the devil will find somebody whose tongue he can use to do some serious damage. And I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna head this thing off at the pass, because I don't want to deal with this problem. I really don't. So, let's look at James chapter 3 this morning. Verse 1, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Alright? Let's not all try to be the boss. Because let me, if you're the boss, understand you have more responsibility, and if you do wrong, you're going to be in bigger trouble. Okay? And one of the reasons people start running their mouths sometimes is because everybody wants to be the boss, everybody wants to be on the top of the totem pole. Well, fine. You want to be on the top of the totem pole, go ahead, but now you have more responsibility, and now you have the greater condemnation if things don't work. So, go ahead if you want to, but I don't think that's a good idea. Verse 2. For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. If you can control your tongue, you can control the whole body. Verse 3, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And right here, we're going to look at, we're going to, we're going to kind of go through these one by one. But look at what the Bible says about our tongue. First, it's a little member that talks big. Okay? It's a little member, verse 5, and boasteth great things. Boy, we can really make ourselves look good, can't we? I mean, we really know how to talk a good game. I mean, we're good at making promises. We're good at telling people all these things we're going to do. But are we always good at delivering? No, we're not. But boy, we sure can talk like we're something special. 
we can sure talk like we're something spiritual, but do we always back it up with our actions? Probably not. But boy, that tongue, it's a little member, but man, it talks big. Also, it's a fire that can create great destruction. It says, Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. You know, I thank God in our church that I feel like we've got a great spirit here. I feel like we have great unity. I, I enjoy coming to church. I enjoy the fact that you all seem to enjoy coming to church. That helps me out when I have people I'm preaching to that look happy, that sing like they're happy, that act happy. But let me tell you something right now. One person with their tongue could change all of that. You could start a fire in this church that could literally destroy this place. You can go and start running somebody down with your mouth, with your tongue. They'll start running somebody down. They'll start running... Things can start being spread, rumors, and before you know it, we we're all coming here to church, but we're not in unity anymore. We're not. We don't have a good spirit anymore. And eventually, people are going to get tired of all the tension and tired of all the backbiting and things that's going on, and they're just going to quit coming. And it gets it gets discouraging when that kind of thing happens. Where did it all start? It started with one person running their mouth. And I'm here today to tell you that the devil knows how to get people doing this. He is good at it. And you are crazy if you think he will not try it here. And I'm telling you, he knows what he is doing. And he has brought down more good churches with one person's tongue than just about anything. Because how great a matter a little fire kindled. One match. You know, there's been one little cigarette butt that's started forest fires that did millions of dollars of damage. Just It only takes a little bit to start it. Well, I didn't do anything. I, I, all I said was this. Well, you know what? That was all it took to start it. And let me tell you, it's not just the person with the tongue, okay? There's also the people that stand around fanning the flames. Okay, Those are the people that are listening. Oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> okay. I mean, boy, I mean, you, you tell a gossip, tell me more. Uh, that just—it's like saying "sick them to a bulldog." I mean, they're they're going to tell you more, and if there isn't any more to tell, well, then they'll make up something, because gossips love to be listened to, and but you don't want to listen to that stuff. But also, it says in verse six that it is a world of iniquity. Okay, in other words, it's injustice. You know how much unfair stuff is said all the time about people. I'm mean, looking on the news reporting just all the injustice that is spewed from the mouth of news commentators. And you know one thing they like to do on the news all the time, like you'll see a headline that will make a statement, you know, like I don't know, I didn't, I didn't think of any examples on this, but you know, like maybe a presidential candidate, all right? So, you know, Ron Paul hates kids or something. Or Rand Paul hates kids, he's running for president. And they'll have a question mark on it. But most people, they don't see the question mark. They see Rand Paul hates kids. Now, what a dirty, rotten guy. He hates kids. What's wrong with this guy? But it has a question mark. So they're being honest. And the only reason they had that headline is because maybe he was against some bill that was being funded to pay for you know more sex education in the public schools for little kindergartners. And 
that because of that, maybe it's because he hates kids. And is that fair? The way they even had that come up there? It, put, it puts things in people's minds, doesn't it? And they do that all the time on the news media. All the time on the news, they will just bring up these things. They'll say things that aren't true and just lie about people. That is a world of iniquity. The tongue does that. It is unfair. I mean, we've all been there before. You had unfair things said about you. Maybe you know, maybe they saw you doing something. And maybe what was said, sometimes what can be said with the tongue is true, but yet the way it's said, it can come across as a lie. You know, you can say, oh man, somebody, you know, somebody I think it was Brother Lonnie, should have wrote this down. Or you, that, yeah, you told, he told me a joke the other day about a guy that, uh, man, you, can you repeat that one right now? Because I I, I'll, I'll butcher it, because I butcher jokes. That's my gift. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? True statement, right? But misleading. And it's just and that's the way the news media works. And I know that's an exaggeration there, but I think that's hilarious because that is exactly what they do. And that's it's injustice from the tongue. And we are so wicked, we know how to tell the truth and lie at the same time. You know, just by saying something's true, but giving the wrong idea. I saw Pastor Tom the other day driving in a car with another woman that was not his wife. But you don't mention the fact it was my mom. You know, it's just and people telling the truth, but yet giving off a wrong idea. You know, making somebody look bad in an unfair way. And the tongue is good at that. It's an iniquity. It's an injustice. It's a defiler of the whole body. It says it defileth the whole body. Okay, I mean, if your tongue is evil, all of you is evil. That's why I said before, if you're able to keep your tongue under control, that Bible says you're a perfect man or you're complete, you're able to control your whole body. But let me tell you, if you've got a, a tongue that's out of control, all of you is wicked. You are a defiled person. It is a force of evil from hell. That's what it says right there in verse 6. It is set on, uh, setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. And then look at this in verse 7. For every kind of beasts and of birds and serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poisons. So an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And, and this is the part that jumped out to me, okay? Because I saw this. And a lot of times, you know, we're all trying to figure out how we can control our tongue. Oh, I wish I could control my tongue. I wish I knew how to keep my mouth shut. And boy, I mean, how many have ever said that before? You know, why didn't I keep my mouth shut? Why did I have to open my mouth? And we have all done that, okay? And you know, don't act too pious today. We've all done it before. We've said things that we wished we hadn't said. In verse 9, it says, Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the multitude of God. We talked about this last week. 
Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not so to be. And we're always trying to figure out how we can control our tongue. But yet, look what the Bible says. It can't be controlled. It can't be tamed. You cannot tame your tongue. I believe here when it says that you know, when it's talking about out of the same mouth proceeding blessings and cursings, basically saying, you know, the tongue is a hypocrite. It's a phony. So you can come and you can tell me that you know how to control your tongue, but it's a lie. You're being a hypocrite. You're just pretending. And listen, we this is how and I I believe when it says, you know, when I say the tongue's a hypocrite, we know how to say what we think without even saying anything. And a lot of times people say, like, man, I got in trouble with my tongue, but I just need to learn how to control my tongue. But here's the thing. We can communicate without using our tongue. We know how to communicate that we don't like somebody with body language, don't we? You've seen that before. Or somebody, maybe they'll say something. Uh, you know, maybe somebody asks, you know, do, you, do you like my dress that I'm wearing? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Well, you just said a ton right there, didn't you? I mean, right there, you communicated everything that you wanted to communicate, and you did it without even saying anything. And we do that, don't we? You know, what, hey, what what you think about Pastor's message today? I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about that. Well, you just said everything that you wanted to say. Why? Because your tongue... It, we, know, we know how to do it. We know how to get the message across. And many times, people are trying to figure out how they can control their tongue, but it can't be controlled. And listen, just because your tongue cannot be tamed, I'm not saying you have an excuse to run. go ahead and run your mouth. Look at First Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Because I do believe there's a way to fix this problem but at the same time, I'm going to tell you, you can't control your tongue. First Peter 3.8 Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Okay, So the Bible just told us to refrain our tongue from evil, but yet in James it tells us the tongue cannot be tamed. So do we have a conflicting message going on here? Look at James chapter 1 in verse 26. James chapter 1 in verse 26. It says, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Okay, So it's very clear in the Bible, God wants us to get victory over our tongue, but yet the Bible says that the tongue cannot be tamed. So what do we do? Because if this is just a matter of controlling the tongue, you, if, you, know, you can rip your tongue out, but you still there's still ways we can communicate things that are evil. Isn't there? You know, there's ways that we can communicate our disapproval of things. Maybe, you know, as a pastor, I say, hey, you know, let's do this at the church. You know, let's have this special meeting or something. And you don't want to do it. You think it's a bad decision. And one of the ways that you can prove or show your disapproval to everybody is by not participating, not showing up. So everybody can notice, oh, they're not here. They must not be for it. I mean, we are, we are good at this stuff. We know how to communicate 
what's in our heart. And see, and right here, this is well, this is what jumped out to me when I noticed when I was uh, reading this passage is that the problem is not necessarily with the tongue. The problem is a heart problem. Because what is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Because you can't control your tongue. But you can fix your heart. And if you fix your heart, you don't need to worry about controlling your tongue. Because if your heart is right, what's going to come out of your mouth will be right. But if your heart is evil, what's going to come out of your mouth is going to be evil. And let me tell you, that tongue is a great picture, a reflection of what your heart is really like. And the, pro- the reason there's gossips out there, it's not because they're good, well-meaning people that have a good heart, just trying to, you know, they just don't know how to keep their mouth shut. The reason those gossips are out there is because they've got evil hearts, and therefore, it's just, it's being shown. They can't control their tongue, just like a good person can't control their tongue. But that person with a good heart, they don't have a problem with gossiping because they don't have the evil that's in their heart making these things come out. And we see that. We, uh, and so, if the t- and we'll go to Matthew chapter seven, Matthew chapter seven, and verse fourteen. The key, so the key to fixing this tongue problem is taking care of the root cause of our evil tongue, and that is an evil heart. In Matthew chapter seven, verse fourteen, it says, "Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly." They are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Okay, You can tell if a person's evil or good by their works. You can tell if somebody's heart is good or evil by what comes out of their mouth. It's a reflection. Just like you can see, okay, is this a good tree? Well, let's look at the fruit of that tree and you can figure it out. And see, the tongue though, the tongue, it lies, it deceives, and therefore you have to go off the fruit. And then look at verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, ever whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken them to a wise man which built this house upon a rock. So notice there that many people talk like they're Christians. They, they say they're Christians. They say they believe in God. But just because your mouth says it, it doesn't prove anything. Okay? But the fruit, alright, the, the works, that's how you can know for sure. And people always are going to communicate what's in their heart. And if people have a wicked heart, you will, it's going to come out of your mouth. And so the thing that we've got to do if we're going to fix this problem is first of all, you've got to admit if you have a problem with your tongue, if you keep getting in trouble, if you keep on continuing to gossip and you just can't figure out how to stop, 
Alright? Don't what you have to do is you first thing you have to do is admit that Lord, the reason I struggle with this is I have a wicked heart. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You see, many people who have this tongue problem, they don't look at their heart problem. They think they're okay. In fact, usually the biggest gossip in the church thinks they're the most spiritual person in the church. A lot of times people, they gossip in ways, you know, we know better than to just go over to somebody's house and say, did you hear about so-and-so? We're smarter than that. We're, our heart that's so wicked is trying to convince ourselves that we're okay. So you know what we do? We go over and say, hey, we need to pray for so-and-so. Boy, they're having marriage problems. Boy, I went by their house the other day and they were having a knockdown drag out and I just wanted to come over because we need to pray for them. You just gossip. And you just made yourself think that you're spiritual when you're there praying. You could go, oh, Lord, please be praying for brother. So he's got a drinking problem. I saw him going into the bar the other day. I heard people do that. Listen, not here, but I remember at my old church, there was times before when people would raise their hands. Hey, pray for so-and-so. And just gossip right there in the middle of the church. And they don't even realize they're evil. They don't even realize they're gossiping because their heart is evil. But many times, the only thing that clue that people have that they're evil because their heart's so tricky is when they get in trouble with their mouth. When somebody finally calls them out for it, and if they would just be spiritual enough to admit, I did wrong, I ran my mouth, hopefully what, they'll, what they need to do is realize I did this because my heart is evil. I want to know all this stuff about people because my heart is evil. I want to feel better about myself and it's a lot easier to pull people down to feel better about myself than trying to lift myself up. And that's the way we like to do it. Boy, it makes us feel good when we can when you find out everybody's worse than you. It makes you feel better about yourself. And I'm telling you right now, that that is a serious heart problem, and you've got to admit you have a wicked heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And we've got to ask God, Lord, change my heart. We've just got to admit the real reason. There's, there's a reason that we want to put people down. James chapter 3 and verse 14, we looked at, I want to read it to you again. James chapter 3 and verse 14. says, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. And listen, folks, this is where we start seeing just how satanic this whole thing is with gossip and with our tongue. The reason gossip goes on is it's bitter envying and strife. It's because you envy that person. It's because you're jealous. Now, nobody wants to admit that. And you're going to have, a, and people have a tough time swallowing that because your heart's deceitful and desperately wicked. It's tricking you. It's telling you that no, you're fine. But the truth is, according to the Bible, you do that because you're jealous. You have bitter envying. You are upset. You are mad at God that those people are better than you, or that they have something that you don't have and that you want. But you would never admit that. You would never admit that the real reason you want to run down some lady's outfits in the church is because you think she's better looking than you are. Or some guy, you know, the reason that you run down everything this other guy does is because he has something 
that you don't have and that you want. We would not. We wouldn't admit that. If I came up to you and you were gossiping and said, hey, why do you feel like you need to talk about that person that way? Well, it's because they're better than me. It's because I'm jealous of them. They're better looking. They've got more money. They've got nicer things. You, you wouldn't say that. Nobody's ever said that. We won't admit that. Because our heart, it lies to us. And it's something that people just naturally do because they have a wicked heart. But according to the Word of God, you do that because of bitter envying and strife. Admit where your spirit and your attitude comes from. Look at verse 15, what it says. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. And I'm telling you right now, the tongue is one of the biggest tools that Satan uses. And when gossip and stuff starts running through a church, I mean, that is a, it's a satanic thing. And let me tell you, it feels satanic. Well, it's bad when bad spirits are going on in the church because of people just backbiting and running each other down. It is a satanic thing. It didn't come from heaven. Listen, you know, the Lord didn't lay it on your heart to ask that gossiping prayer request in church. The Lord didn't lay it on your heart to go over to your friend's house to pray for somebody's problems. The devil did that. The devil put that in your heart. The devil made you envy that person. The devil made you, you know, hate them. It was the devil. He tricked your, he's tricked your heart. He's corrupted your heart so it would come out your mouth and it would do all that damage. Admit where your spirit and attitude come from. It's just satanic. And let me tell you something, folks. If people come and start gossiping around you, let me, you know, a gossip has to have a listener. Okay? Now, we can talk about gossips all we want, but they've got to have somebody to listen to them. And let me tell you, the best way to fix a gossip is just don't give them anyone to talk to. They will go crazy. And good, you know, let them go in a straight jacket and lock them up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, put them in a padded cell. That's what they would have to have. But unfortunately, it's too easy for them to find an ear. It's too easy for them to find somebody. And let me tell you something. When somebody comes up to you with gossip, that is devilish. Okay? And the Bible doesn't use the word demon or demonic. It uses the term devil. But it's, if the Bible says devilish, demonic, same thing. That is demonic, what they were doing. And you know what? If you have a tough time listening to gossip, because it's easy to do, and you want, and these people, they just they keep bringing this stuff to me. You know, I don't ask for it. People just keep bringing it to me. Well, it's because you're willingly accepting it. And if you want them to stop, here's what you have to do. And listen, folks, I don't believe you'd be wrong if you did this. I think you would. I believe you would. It would be biblical for you to do this. I believe God would be pleased with you if you did this. But you know what? Next time somebody comes to your house wanting to run somebody down, say, I don't allow demon possessed people in my house. I don't talk to devils. <laughs> I and you know what? Get out of here. Get thee hit, Satan. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. I mean, try that, and I guarantee you they won't ever do it again. They won't do it again. You call them a demon, you call them a devil, but, but, but then they'll go gossiping about me. Well, you know, you cross them, you cross a gossip at any time, and they're going to gossip about you. Uh, but you know what? Chances are, if you, call, if you just tell them they're demonic and you try to cast the devil out of them right there and throw them out of your house, I doubt they're going to want to share that. 
<laughs> because you know, they're going to know it's true. And one thing that you see in the Bible and even see in real life, when there is someone who's demon-possessed, they don't like when it's revealed. They don't, and that's what, in the Bible, they would always call it out. Alright? They'd call it out, point it out. You know, there's a demon. There's a devil inside of you. They like to go unnoticed. They don't want to be noticed. Because we have the ability as Christians, and this isn't a message about demon possession and casting them out, but as Christ, saved Christians, we have the ability to cast devils out of people. And so they don't want to be revealed. They don't want to be known because you know, they, they like to go undetected. And so if you call them out, hey, I'm, you just might end up seeing something, folks. <laughs> when, when, you call it, when you call out a demon, you just might get an interesting experience. You might start seeing their head spinning or something. You know, maybe not literally, but they'll, they'll go nuts on you. I've seen it before. When you call people out on stuff, they can't handle it. And be ready for a show. I'm telling you, but be ready for a show. But do it. Don't listen to that kind of stuff. And then you need to admit, if you have this heart problem, if you have a gossip problem, admit Admit you are just like the devil and you have a pride problem. You know, Proverbs 13.10 says, Only by pride cometh contention. Y'all want to know where pride originated? We talked about it last Sunday. It originated with Lucifer. It originated with the devil. The The pride in his heart is what destroyed him. And the devil uses pride all the time to destroy people. He has been so successful at that over the years. And if he could get you lifted up with pride, he can bring you down. He can go to he can destroy you. Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. And let me tell you something right now gossiping about other people is one of the best ways that you can lift yourself up and feel good about yourself. It really is. I mean you want to feel better about yourself. You go you go take that person that's out there that maybe makes you feel bad about yourself because they are better than you or whatever. And you know what? Find somebody that will run them down. Find somebody that will give you some dirt on them. You will feel better about yourself. You'll have a good time. Boy, you go, you do a good job digging up dirt on people, you're going to have some friends. Because there's other people that want to feel better about themselves. But understand that you are just like the devil and you have a pride problem. And if you're gossiping, if you can't, if you're Getting in trouble with your tongue. Admit you've allowed the devil inroads in your life. Admit that you... I don't don't believe a Christian can be demon-possessed, but I believe we can be demon-influenced. And I believe it comes out of our mouth all the time when we go running people down. And we need to understand that that is the cause. You can't tame your tongue. You cannot control your tongue. And if stuff's coming out that's getting you in trouble, it's because you have a heart problem. And you can't fix it by just getting better keeping your mouth shut. Well, you know, I'm going to keep digging up the information, but I'm just going to start working harder on not spreading that information. No. We know how to spread information. Oh, I, I just heard something about Brother Renee. I can't tell you what it is because I, I made a decision I'm not going to gossip anymore. But, but I'll let you all guess, alright? So, you know, okay, alright. Uh, is, uh, is it financial problems? No, okay, uh, is it... You know, is is it marriage problems? I'm not saying nothing. No, okay, that's it. You know, we we know how to do that. We we know how to do those things, and we know how to get the message across anyway. And you can do it, and not even open your mouth. And you will do it if your heart isn't right. And that's why we. And I don't think anybody in here 
wants to be the cause of destroying this church or destroying individuals or destroying a family. I don't think anybody wants to do that. I don't think, does anybody in here really, I mean, I don't think you'd be in church today if you wanted to be a devilish person. If you, I don't think anybody in here today wants to be a tool of the devil. But let me tell you something, if you don't keep your heart right, you will be. And let me tell you something, Lucifer fell because of pride. Great people, much greater than any of us in here today, have fallen because of pride. He knows how to get at people. And boy, you better keep your heart right with God. You better keep yourself humble, or it's only a matter of time. And he's going to get a hold of somebody's tongue in this church, and he's going to use it. And he and with it, he will do great destruction. I, I, I believe with all my heart that whatever will... I'm not saying this church is going to die or go down. But if it does, it will, it will happen as a result of wagging tongues. And if there's a problem with wagging tongues, it's because there's a problem, there's a heart problem. I'm not going to tell you how to control your tongue because it can't be controlled. It can't be tamed. I can't tame it. But you can fix your heart. And if you get your heart right with God, you won't have a problem with the tongue. And so I hope, I hope this has been a help to you. I hope that you'll take this as a warning. Because there is no one in here that the devil cannot use in a great way. No one in here. He, would love, he will take whoever he can. And all it just takes is this one person to be willing, and it can start a fire. And boy, you know, through the power of the Holy Ghost, it can be put out when the fires start. But boy, sometimes it's hard. And a lot of times the fire, before by the time it gets put out, there's already irreversible damage that's been done. And I don't want that to happen. And if we keep our hearts right, we'll be fine. And if we will do what we have to to head that stuff off, okay, if somebody comes gossiping to you, call them out. I mean, you know, you know, come up with some good casting out demon lines and throw it at them. <laughs> Do it. You'll freak them out. They'll they'll run away. They'll run. I mean, start get down on your knees and start praying for them. Lord, I'm in the presence of a person possessed with the devil right now. Lord, deliver them from the devil or deliver them from me. Get them out of my house. And I'm telling you, either that devil will leave them or they'll leave you alone. And they will, they will not try it again. I challenge you to do that. And if you do it, let me know. That's going to be a funny story. <laughs> but with that, let's all stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed.